I'm so very excited to have Dana Pierce on my podcast today. We connected with Dana when I was homeschooling her uh, two kids back in Canada, which was, I think, more than seven years ago or approximately around that time. And since then, she has grown. She has become this really fierce, beautiful, open, uh, gentle, but also very, very grounded and very much like she now describes herself, that she is a woman who desires and she's a woman who allows others to desire, other women to desire a lot from their lives. So today we're going to talk about her business, about her journey. We're going to dive deep into relationship and the most important with the relationship to ourselves. Enjoy this episode and stay tuned for Dana's book that is coming out in spring 2024 and connect with her on her website, which is this which is in the show notes. Enjoy. How have you been since we last talked? Because I think a lot has changed. In what way? It's interesting that you say that. Um, well, what your I observations think, are. Well, well, the thing about coaching, I don't know. I, I hardly ever go on Facebook, to be honest. And when I yeah. saw your post, I'm like, I'm quitting coaching. I'm like, okay, there's something big emerging. Something juicy there. <laughs> well, there I guess something. quitting and just changing what I'm doing, changing how I'm, how I'm approaching it. So I took a bit of a break myself. I went off social media for gosh, almost a year and um, just really was looking at my business and, and uh, I know what I love to do and I love to help people. You know, that, that feeds me. That's my purpose. That's my, that's my why I absolutely love helping people. And the way that the coaching business is laid out and the way that you're supposed to or should market yourself and all the things. And I just got tired. I felt like I was running in circles over and over and over. And it's, you know, um, so I sat down and I got really, really, really real with what, what do I want to do here? What do I want to get out of this? How do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to help people? What feels good for me in my life as well, because as you know, I've got three three kids, three strapping teenagers at home now, and yeah, and not get. kids anymore, teenagers. Well, they're not, and and uh, and they need you just as much, just in different ways. So, so I sat down, and you know, a big part of my whole is desire. It's around desire. Like, what do we really desire? So I sat down, and so I sort of turned the tables on myself and said, okay, what do I really desire here? What is the what is the life I really want to co-create for myself, for my kids, for all of it? And I sat down and I I just wrote out like all of the things. One of them is the idea of doing long-term programs. Great. I get the concept. Love it. Nothing wrong with it. It's not for me though. I don't want to sit and hold somebody's hand for six months or a year. And I know that sounds, that sounds awful. No, but, but that's, Amazing that you can say that out loud, you know, being in the same train as everyone else. Like, oh no, but no. this is a must. <laughs> and here's, and my magic, and I kept hearing it from people around me all the time is like, I'm really good at going in deep fast and I build trust quickly with people. They know that they can trust me. They know that they're safe. I go in fast and I can see, you know, having experience and also just my own personal intuition, I can see pretty quickly what's happening for somebody. So, um, so putting those things together, it was like, no, I wanted, I'm much more interested in doing like half day, uh, retreats or, or full day or weekend retreats with people where we can really dive in instead of a, 
60 minute call on a, on a zoom, (laughs) right? Not that there's anything wrong with zoom, love zoom too. (laughs) Um, And, and I started just looking at all sorts of other things. I have, I do energy work. I'm a Reiki master. I have all of these tools in my toolbox and yes, you can do distance race Reiki, but it's not the same as having a client right there. So, you know, I wanted to get my literally, literally, I wanted my to get my hands on my clients. I wanted to be able to just, just really um, step into it. So long-term programs, I don't know, there was a whole bunch of things. I also look at this beautiful place that I live. That's what I was thinking. Who wouldn't want to have a day retreat, a week retreat? Right? <laughs> to yeah. come down and enjoy this stunning, and it's a very... As a very healing energy down here. It's mm. a very clearing healing energy where I live. So so I started kind of just putting all that together and and then you know present that as my as my offering to the world, if you will, and say, you know, um just come down and see me. I still I still obviously work with clients online if people can't come to me, but I'm much more interested in, like I said, sitting down and doing like immersive deep dives with people. And we'll have a couple calls on the front end go in for the deep dive. And then obviously I'll, 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 yeah. uh, I'll them a little bit afterwards, but not, not in the same way that I used to. So, mm-hmm. so that was, How the... is, uh, and why did you go off for, uh, from social media for a year? You know, I mean, for obvious, a lot of us, I think there's, it, there's such a high addiction factor to, to it. And, you know, um, just watching my time and watching the way that I would just circle and spin into, you know, I mean, minutes, hours passing of, of being, you know, scrolling and just being caught up in it. And I would say also it had a lot to do with my business. Um, Cause as I was, as I was really re, I just wanted to pull myself out of the system, if you will. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just kind of draw out of there's, we're so inundated all the time with all of the, like you said, the way that it's should be and supposed to be and how we're supposed to do things and whatever. And I, I was actually working with a very high level coach and I ended up quitting, just quit in the middle of it because it was, it was the same. And it's a, it's a little bit of a battle I've had with the industry right from the beginning is, is there, there's like this idea that somebody else's recipe is going to fit you, you know, here's how I did it and blah, 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 and pay. And, you know, it's one thing to pay a hundred or $200 for a, for a, for the recipe to, to, to go through it and get your bits and pieces. But when you get up into the higher levels where you're paying five figures and multiple five figures for programs and stuff like that. And I, I started to realize I was in that, not for the first time I was in that yet again. And I oh, had no. had situations like this before. And I'm like, you know what, this is not any, it was, it was um, this particular coach. She she kind of made it look very different. It was going to be very customized for you mm-hmm. and whatever. But um, but we all have very specific needs. We're all very different. We all have different experiences that have led us to where we are today. And I and I don't think there's nothing wrong with framework programs. But again, that's just not me and how I want to show up in the world. And it doesn't work for me. So that's how I kind of, I stepped away from, I got rid of like all of the other coaching programs that were on my phone. I got, and then I ultimately ended up just getting rid of all of it. Everything. I, needed, I needed a clear slate. I needed to get back Go home on detox. Me. Yeah, I did. And to really get back to myself mm-hmm. and get really clear on, I said, what do I desire? What do I really want to do? How do I want to I mean, I know we're like, I believe fully in, in the, you know, the power of manifestation and the universal laws and everything. I think the challenge is, is when we're in the 
the matrix, you can't see, you can't even feel yourself. You can't see what you need. You can't any of it. So yeah. So that was why I pulled off social media and a lot of other things at the time. Wow, for a while. That's good. And the benefits? Huge clarity. Time, uh- <laughs> time massive time. And now that I'm getting back into my business, I'm starting to get back out on social media and I'm starting to watch it already. I will say with a, you know, with a, a, a bit more consciousness and awareness mm-hmm. and trying to really set rules and set guidelines for myself around, okay, enough, or I just catch myself and go, no, enough. I'm also hiring out some of it because mm-hmm. again, I watch myself get in there and uh, yeah, I, I want to be personal and respond to people personally and stuff, but the rest of it, I really don't want any part of it. So I'm going to hire out a, a VA to, to do a That's lot of perfect. my stuff. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's really great to hear that because also when you were saying, you know, hiring a coach, you don't come from a, you don't have a, uh, you don't come from a background that you need any coach. Because many coaches are teaching how to do great business, how to strive for a luxurious lifestyle. You have had that. You're looking for another thing and I I was just reading through your website as well and it's like this is so perfect you just described that situation when you have everything and you truly had everything it's not like oh my gosh I I'm trying to feel that I have everything you had everything you had your closet full of clothes you had beautiful home when I met you in Whistler oh my gosh that view I was gonna say you you know it firsthand right because you were there you're part of it for sure yeah you know doing your sports and having your routines and everything and and then you know, from the outside, you can never tell what's going on inside. And you have that journey and you have something unique to offer, not the other way around, you know, like, let's go there and then you will be. Let's chase the dream and then and then figure out once you get there that, oh, hang on a second, this isn't going to fill me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for you, it's another, you know, like this um, uh, unfolding is not really the word I'm looking for, but you know, like kind of peeling the layers from the other side. How, when did you come to that decisions? Like, okay, this is not fulfilling me. I'm going in another direction. I I have all of those things and I have that amazing lifestyle, but no, it's not. Like, what was that? Do you remember the situation or the moment you were at? Yeah, I love that. So great question and (laughs) um, a great lead in. I'm writing a book. (laughs) Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm What's just up? getting started. I've got um I've got the outline done. It should be out and published in my goal is six months. So it should be out by mid to late spring of oh. next year, 2024. So I'll have to come back on. We'll have to do another one. Yes. <laughs> and it is so okay, to answer your question, um, I would say it there wasn't a moment. There wasn't like one defining moment. And my book is actually about um, the turning points in our lives, right? And we have, certainly in my life, I've had many turning points. A lot of people think of like one turning point that just changed their whole life. Well, I've had many. <laughs> I've had I've had several. Um, and and the um, and the book's also about the, the pendulum swing, how we swing the pendulum from one side to the other. And, and I was, as I was, you know, coming on the call today, I was thinking about this. I I really did swing the pendulum. I went from, grew up very lower middle-class in Alberta, Canada, in kind of a blue collar city. I ended up moving to Vancouver when I was in my early twenties. I met my, um, my then husband when I was in my late, late twenties, about 27 
married him, we built a staggering life together. We built private jets. We had, you know, the, the luxury yacht trips in the med. We, we were doing, you were there for some of it. So we, we were, we were doing it all. We had the multiple uh, multi-million dollar homes and Cayman islands and here and there and wherever. And, and, uh, and then, and then I did, I came to a point where I chose a much simpler life and I live a very simple life here in the Baja and I really enjoy it. And I think there were, there were quite a few turning points along the way or moments that um, I, I wrote, I, I was writing an, an article a, a while back around sitting on a private jet and, and just being miserable inside. Like, like this is the life that so many people dream of. I had everything. And I think that was part of the challenge that I had was I kept trying to tell myself that story instead of actually just leaning into the discomfort and the unhappiness of what was actually happening for me in that moment, what was going on for me instead of actually take, you know, getting rid of the social media, taking the, you know, going off the, going off grid and just really, really diving into it. I kept convincing myself that I was living every woman's dream and that I should just be happy. And, and that was often something that was reinforced by the people around me that like, well, you know, what do you want? Look at all this. Right. And, and one thing I have learned is this is it's not that there's anything wrong with the abundance and wealth and the money. And, you know, cause I think there was a point when I came out of it that I wanted to make that all wrong. You want to find <laughs> all the reasons for, um, but it's not, it's not that I think, I think wealth and money is actually neutral. It's, it's the, who you are being when you have it and how you choose to show up with it. Cause there's a lot of really good things that you can do when you have a lot of wealth and abundance. But I, I would say, yeah, there was just, I was not happy inside. And I realize now, and, and as I go through, as I go through, um, you know, as I go through my book, um, you know, it's, it's a really beautiful journey of, 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 I would say coming back home to myself, finding that center point. I had had a lot of dysfunction growing up. I'd had a lot of, there was a lot of abuse and a lot of dysfunction growing up. And I now realize after, after having left my marriage and kind of taking that space and, 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 and really coming home to me, um, you know, I realized that there was a lot of pendulum swinging that was going on in my life and, and, and they were just survival strategies. I was actually in survival. There I was living in that staggeringly beautiful lifestyle and I was in survival mode. I wasn't, and it wasn't that I wasn't just not happy. I was literally in survival mode and I would just uh, take certain ad certain ad adaptations that I had as a child and I would place them into where I was. And it didn't matter how much money we had. It didn't matter. And, and it came a lot of it was around safety, just not feeling safe, not feeling secure. And it wasn't, it wasn't my, you know, previous husband, it wasn't his responsibility necessarily to make me feel safe, but you know, you can imagine in a lifestyle like that, you know, what I found that was really interesting is the bigger our lifestyle got. Cause I didn't, when I met him, we grew it together. We, we started, you know, at a, at a lower place and grew it together, but the bigger the lifestyle got the, actually the scarier it became for me. Mm. Cause it was this huge, there was just so much. And, 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 and I remember waking up every morning thinking, okay, if something happens to him, how am I going to manage all this? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's and, a lot to and manage. It was, but it was a, you know, it was a lack of belief. It was, a, it was mm. a fear-based lack of belief that I had from, from, from childhood, from a lot of. Do you of think if you have done, um, I don't know, inner work or found a teacher or a tutor or a, or a coach at that point, 
would have that dissolved or or did you need to have those change of of environment circumstances in mexico or or all this yeah that's a really good question um because in some ways that's kind of what i how I support a lot of the women that I work with is I bring a very curated experience to it. You know, like I've already been there, done it. I've gone through mm -hmm. the steps. I've gone through a lot of the stuff. I will say this. That's really interesting because there's such a, a lean towards spiritual spirituality and spiritual life. And I picked up on halfway through my 20 year marriage, I picked up on, and maybe even earlier, um, I picked up on, a, I started working with a spiritual group, a couple teachers whom I absolutely love and adore. And I was, I was devout. I, I would get up at 5am. I was probably like this when, when, when I knew you or when you knew me, I was up at 5am or 4.30 in the morning to get up before the babies. And I would sit and meditate for hours. And I would, and again, nothing wrong with that. In hindsight, I'm look, looking back on it. I realized that I think to a large degree, I just, I was so unhappy in my presence, in, in my body, in my life, mm -hmm. that it was a great way to escape. And so instead of using it as a, as a tool to, you know, to drop into myself and to get really, you get really present, it was something I used it as a spiritual bypass. And I, and I really, it was an ability for me to just go somewhere else for an hour or two <laughs> before I came, before I came back into my life as it was. Um, <laughs> So to answer your question, I do like uh, I often look at that too. Like, I think I say that in, in my website is like, do you, do you need to leave the marriage to, to come into this place in yourself? I don't think so. Um, you know, I do have evidence that, you know, of a lot of women that I've, I've worked with and I think it can work, work both ways. It, it depends on the circumstances, right. And it depends on the, it, it depends on, on a lot of dynamics, in, in the relationship, in your environment, in your community, in your circumstances. I think there's, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think you can, I think you can do both. I, I, again, my, the whole point of my book too, is like the extremes. I, that's my personality as I swing mm -hmm. from one way to the other. So I did have to pull out and just come back to myself, go it alone. I had lost, <clears throat> You know, I'd lost a lot of parts of myself. I just didn't even know who I was near the end. And I didn't know how to navigate coming back into those places in myself. And this is something I hear from women all the time. And whether it's, you know, uh, you know, jobs like corporate jobs that they're in or relationship or, um, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of women run very fear-based and it's a, and it's, we come in and we're in survival strategy right from the get-go And, and I mean, inner, I, I don't mean like, it looks all great in the world, right? It looks all great in the world, but it's more like, a, it's almost like a PTSD that we have that we just kind of come in with. And we make decisions based on that versus making decisions that feel really good intuitively and in our hearts and whatever. And, and uh, yeah. Beautiful. Um, I love that you're leading this journey for other women because it's so needed. I've always yeah. said that uh, I think women should, In, at some part in their lives, they should live alone because only then you you come from your parents' house into your husband's house, <laughs> and <laughs> and I remember myself, yeah, when I lived yeah. in Vietnam, I was like, oh, this is who I am because I lived by myself. I didn't know if I if I want to eat and then wash up the dishes straight away or just leave them for the whole day because I was always thinking about the others, and right. it's it's what you're saying is that 
because I grew up with a mom who wanted to do things in a certain way, which is normal. We all grew up with parents, right? Sure. Here's how and you do it. This is that's how you do it. <laughs> right? This is how you do it. And then um, I was this summer in a 10-day Vipassana silent meditation. And oh my gosh, <laughs> how many things, things it brought out. Because I thought, well, it's just all fine. But then I realized I'm again in the same thing. I'm like, oh, well, I would, you know, wake up 6 a.m. and then dance. But well, I might be too loud for the other person. Oh, I might do this. No, but and those tiny little things, they add up till you what you're saying, like, you're unhappy. You're just like this kind of like, it doesn't feel like home. It doesn't feel free, but it's just me. And like just... resentful in your own life. No yeah. matter how beautiful it is, no matter where you are, no matter what you have, you're resentful in your own life. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it took a lot of courage actually to talk it through with my partner. Because I was like, it's easier to move out and to like, you know, to live by myself and, and not to think about these things. But I'm like, well, I'm just going to jump into another relationship like that if I don't resolve this here. And it's just going to take more time. And I'm not in my 20s anymore. So I was... <laughs> you um, look like it. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, it was like, okay, well, I can leave things. And I, I repeatedly like I asked myself these questions. If I was alone, would I do this? Or what would I do? And it helps me a lot when I'm in, in some rush in something where my thoughts and my actions are automatic. And um, yeah, so anyone who is listening, take the time. <laughs> and if you're young, live alone. I, I I love that. I love that. And so did you move out? For no, a while? we, we didn't, had but, a, you just, but you just use that mindset. That oh, of like, yes. Okay, and it's, I be, you know, it's, yeah. I realized, well, anyways, it's all within me because of course I feel more comfortable dancing to my whatever tunes early in the morning by myself because I, I do funny dance, right? Or yeah. then maybe I want to stretch or maybe I want to sing along. But yeah. then that, that, you know, like, oh, but there is someone in the bedroom still sleeping or maybe he's awake and, and doing something and I'm, I'm not by myself. It's like, oh, no, I'll, I'll do it later. Later never comes, right? And it's it's just, just like, okay, I have to bring out myself. And then you realize you do those, those things and it's like that other person doesn't care. It's just like they love you anyways. But it's within. I, I love how each... I love how each time you said that your whole energy just shrinks in. Like, oh, yeah, saying, it's like know, the little cage the, instead of, oh my gosh. Yes. And it's, it's, it's on daily basis. When I started my, uh, when I kind of, you had asked like, what was the turning point for me mm -hmm. leaving? I mean, I would say the turning point was a realization that, that, that I wasn't happy. And actually I did have kind of an epiphany mm -hmm. of, of um, I was driving down from Whistler one time. So it was in that time, time frame. Mm -hmm. And I had a very clear message from source that said, if you do not change something, you're going to get very sick. Ooh, very clear message. That's a harsh I could, one. I could feel it building in my body. I could feel stuff going on. And I was like, no, this is like the, the tension and intensity. And that, but that was like the very scratching the surface beginning mm. of, of, and then, um, and then by the time we got down to West Van, I guess it would have been probably a year and a half later. And we, had, we were going to counseling and I had said to him, I didn't, I didn't need to escape my life and go on a retreat or go somewhere to get away from, get away from it. What I actually, I said to him, I said, I can, can you please go stay at the apartment downtown that we had because of Whistler, mm -hmm. right? We had the, and I said, can you go stay there during the week and come back on the weekends? Like, I just want to be in, in my space with my children, making my decisions, knowing what's mine, claiming me that, and, and that was again, another turning point because that didn't go over very well <laughs> at that time. I don't think he understood. 
Yeah. And, and it brought yeah, up a lot I'm of sure fears. I'm not sure how to explain it to the other person because we work both from home. So I have had this conversation. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it, I, it's easier to pretend to be a dragon when like, when he opens the, the door and I'm like, I'm working even though I'm not. It's just like, I want to be here by myself sometimes. I and I never realized that I actually, I do need a lot of space. I do need a lot of this alone time and I need it at home. Not somewhere else, because I had been thinking, I was like, well, I could have an office, but I'm like, I don't want, it wouldn't resolve the issue. I want to be where I can be calm, where I can, I can sleep on a sofa or where I can walk around naked or whatever, just my space and my home. And I was like, but how does this actually can work out? Like, how many people are, well, most of the people are married and live in a, you know, some sort of relationship. This feels very like, how do they dissolve? How, what yeah. do they do about it? Yeah. So, so I love this because one of the things that I've learned along the way is um, that in we're, we're socially conditioned differently, men and women, but we're also wired differently. Men, believe it or not, don't think about those things. They they, they mm-hmm. really don't. And not to say that they're not considerate. They just don't. It's, it's not even on their mind. Mm-hmm. They just get up and make noise and do whatever they need to yeah. do. And, and, and it would just, they, this is what just, I'm learning from this is, him. they're just raised to, you know, go forth in the world and conquer. Do you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and it's not about, and of course, tribally, I, I'm sure, you know, this tribally as women, our job was, has been, and I think in many ways still, you know, it's still in our DNA. We're, we have vast reticular activating systems. Like we are always watching the whole environment. Are the kids okay? In the tribe, we would take care of the elders and the children and this, and we had to feed and do the laundry and like we're multitasking and we got to go pick the berries and we got to go, you know what I mean? Like doing all this Everything. stuff. The men go hunt. That's mm-hmm. what they do. And it's like, that's great. And so, yeah, so it's very true. And it's a very good point. I, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it can be very challenging to do in it. I think, I think it's, it's um, and I'm curious when you were saying that, I'm curious, was that awareness that you have of, of yourself? Like, like when you, when you in this relationship now, like that you have the awareness, was that brought on because you have spent, and this is an assumption, cause I don't know for sure, mm-hmm. have spent quite a bit of time on your own. Cause I know you've traveled a lot. So I feel like you've spent quite a bit of, yeah. of yeah. that independent solo time. And then, so, so you had something to compare it to, I guess is kind of where I'm going with that. It's, um, well, I noticed it first in some of our trips together, because I had always had a dream. Oh, you know, like the perfect partner, the perfect trips together. And I'm, I go on a trip, so I'm like, this doesn't feel that exciting. And then I was like, I think my traveling, it wasn't, the traveling wasn't about traveling. It was about me being by myself, with myself all the time, having the best time of my, that was it, me, myself and I, and Beyonce. <laughs> Because then like you go to another country, nobody knows you. You can be truly what whoever you want to be, whoever you decide that day to be. If you want to be happy, you're happy. If you want to be sad, you're sad, you know, and you're truly by yourself. And I never realized that it has given me that thing, that relationship to myself. And then, um, you know, when you get in relationship and your relationship with someone else, you, you give that time to them. You give the time, the attention, everything, you know, you're like. I don't want to share anymore. And I think that was that inner part of it was like, I don't want to share anymore. I want to do things by myself. And yeah. I, um, you know, I somehow tried being a nice girl to be like, oh, I'll I'll go to London for a weekend. There's something, something. Oh, yeah, I'll come with you. I'm like, shit, damn it. <laughs> but but I was also, I'm not, I wasn't till uh, consciously aware of 
I need to go by myself because I would have communicated that, you know, I would have just said like, no, this is my trip for myself. So, you know, like we go there, we do this, do that. And it's like, but the feeling, you know, it's not there. I don't feel anymore. It's not like I love the person. I love the life we're creating, but I'm like, there's something off. And then, yeah, in the 10 day meditation, I was like, wow, the time with myself, my space, my things. And, and yes, I think it's also because I've spent so much time with myself, but it's been the basis of having that relationship and the good life with myself because I feel I feel great alone I feel yeah. just fine it's just amazing <laughs> yeah I I can relate to that I there's a part of me that wonders if I'm ever would ever want to have somebody live with me again because I enjoy it <laughs> I love what you were saying about travel so so that's really interesting so what was coming up for me when you were saying that is that it it, it feels like sounds like when you would go to these other places you got to explore different parts of yourself you got exactly. to show up and you got to exactly. and you got to be whoever you wanted as yourself but but you know you got to yeah. kind of explore all these different parts of yourself and this is so much what happens in this is something that really happens in relationship is all of a sudden when somebody else and we we do this we will do this with family and other things too but but when there's somebody else there they expect us to be a certain person or a certain way and so there's, so sometimes we shrink ourselves and limit ourselves to showing up like that, how they, the you know, as the manta that he knows yeah. you to be, well then, yeah. and it, and it, and it can really diminish that freedom and that ability to, you know, sort of like, and it's a little bit different, but it's sort of like, sometimes when we go home to our, our, you know, our parents are home, even as adults, yeah. all of a sudden we become that child again, you know what I mean? Become that different exactly. person. Because that's the expectation that they have of us. And so we, we want to show up to that. We want to show up to the, and it, and it can feel limiting. One of the, um, the last chapter in my book is around boundaries and mm -hmm. it's, and it is a big one. And one of the most beautiful things that I learned, cause that's kind of what I'm hearing. It's, you know, it's understanding, it's understanding our own boundaries. And a lot of people think boundaries are separation and boundaries are actually about intimacy. Isn't that go, cool? on, go on about this one. He's like, tell me more. more. So, so we think boundaries are putting something between me, us and the other mm -hmm. person. And really that's not the goal of boundaries. The goal of boundaries is being vulnerable enough. And you kind of said it at the end, being vulnerable enough to, um, to say to somebody very intimately, here's what I need. Here's what I'm experiencing. Here's what's happening for me, right? And and saying it in a loving way, like, you know, I love you so much and I really enjoy, I, I enjoy us. And one of the things that I'm realizing is I also need me time mm. and, and, and creating that because it, it, that, that is actually creating a boundary with him and saying, you know, or with your office, setting a boundary around a, a certain time frame or a certain whatever, if my door is closed or if a certain signs on the, do you know, and, and, but think, cause think of the, the closeness and the beauty that that creates so that when he walks in, instead of getting the dragon look, <laughs> right. Like you said, even though, even though you're not, you're not working, he gets the, Arr. he knows, mm. he knows. And so it's a loving boundary set and created. So boundaries are actually meant to create and create and do create more intimacy and closeness yeah. with them because you're sharing your truth. You're sharing your heart. You're sharing yourself with them and saying, you know, here's what I need. Here's what's happening for me. And here's what I need. And of course you don't make it about the other person. You make it about yourself and yeah. 
she have to be so strong to communicate that it it was so difficult for me to say those words that I'm like I need that and I know like you're saying it it creates such a it's it creates another level in the relationship because when you say those deepest fears and deepest needs and everything because in that that was around I think day seven of silence in Vipassana and we had 10 I cried the whole day because mentally I had moved out I had moved somewhere else and I was you know oh my gosh this beautiful relationship but I have to be with myself and it's so nice because you can't escape from that meditation garden where you are there and you you just meditate and you're there and and then, you know, like when you come home, you you have already lived through these emotions. You have already cried. You have already all, you know, you're like your sorrow has gone somewhere. But then, yes, then you have to open your mouth and actually say that out loud yeah. <laughs> and face it. But it's so worth it. It's so, it's so, yeah. so worth it. Yeah. Well, and I would say that that uncomfortableness is like that, that is our work to do, right? Mm-hmm. That that's, you know, that that's our work to do is like, is to lean into that. And like, why is this uncomfortable for me? Why am I? Because I will tell you one thing that I know, particularly in, in, you know, in relationship is generally speaking, our partners only ever just want us to be happy. Exactly. They really only want, they want what we want for Mm -hmm. us. They want what we, and if they don't, then you might want to look at that in the relationship, (laughs) but, but generally, and especially I'm going to say it dudes, men, they really want, they really want us to be happy and they will go out of their way. Mm. You know, if they know what kind of flowers you like, or where you like to go for dinner or what they like, if they have that information generally, or if it's a boundary, generally they're more than happy to accommodate. And we're the ones that, that feel uncomfortable and then suffer and then become resentful. And like, like you said it, it's all happening in here. It's not them. It's us. We're just not, we're just we just not. need that little drama. So I think, I think the goal is, is when that uncomfortableness comes in, right. It's like, and, and you know, this is, is to lean into that. Like, Definitely. why is this uncomfortable for me? Yeah. Like, spend some know, time on it. Because it, because like you said, the flip side of it is resentment the dragon, the, you know, potential issues in the relationship that, that you don't want, you want love. You just want goodness and love there. And, and this is one of the reasons, again, back to my website is like desires. The whole point of that is, is because women, as women, we are not, we are not conditioned or taught anything to, um, to really be connected to our desires. We're very much conditioned to serve, to be nourishing of others, to be aware of others, to be doing for others and not super connected. Men are super connected to their desires because they have to go out and conquer in the world. Do you know what I mean? So they have to really know who they are and know what they want and, and go get it. We're taught to kind of, you know, Let's kind of shoot down a little own. bit, just like, yeah, okay, well, or, or stand or stand beside someone else mm-hmm. and their desires, right? In yeah. a relationship or that's that's was was the model for a long time so and I think that's the model we're breaking now we get to be in our own desires fully 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 lit up fully turned on in life and in ourselves and and uh and go forth and enjoy that yeah I'm looking at all these women flourishing in their coaching businesses or online businesses I'm like what is the world going to be in, you know, like maybe five, 10 years from now? Because it gives us so much freedom and the freedom to really choose to, you know, what do I desire? What do I want to my life to be? Not because, oh, I have this, I have married this guy or I have, or I'm in a relationship with this person, but it's like, truly, you can just go <laughs> by yourself and do and create, which is, it 
it's a it's still a new thing. It's not something we have had for many generations. I think isn't that interesting because I think what you and I just spoke into is that um even though even though we have this ability to go out and 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 have this independence and freedom and and do all this and and I'm I'm going to I'm going to put my hand up and say speaking from experience cuz I thought you thought when I left my marriage it was going to I was going to claim my freedom and claim my <laughs> independence and claim I'm like out of the gilded cage and I'm like I got all this and the reality is that as you were just saying a lot of those belief systems a lot of those dynamics are playing out inside of us not outside of us I mean, we build a world and we, and we look for evidence and we see evidence of it. So, so my point being that you can, you can create all that and have all the wealth yourself and have all the independence and have all that stuff. And then at some point, um, you know, the, the Sufis would say Rumi was a, the poet was a Sufi. The Sufis would say that if you're not in relationship, you're not actually doing your work. Because it is, it is only in that intimate reflection, in that, in, in that reflection that we get to truly see ourselves. You did, I love it. We talked about the traveling that you did. You got to see different parts of yourself in the reflection of, of other people and other places that you went. The deeper work, the more intimate work is only done in intimate relationship. So yes. at some point, at some point, you we have to do that. We have to do that work. And, and, and then as my, we're coming full circle here, because as my life was an example of, it doesn't matter how much stuff you have, and it doesn't matter how, how free you think it doesn't matter. All the, all the external stuff that you've created doesn't matter. You still get to go back home to yourself. And in a way I felt like, I felt like it was starting from scratch. And I was amazed at how much I did a lot of, I was I, I didn't date or anything for the first two years out of my marriage, two and a half years. I wasn't with anybody. I spent time with myself. I settled my kids into, you know, this, this new, new life and, and, uh, and did a lot of personal growth work. And I did a lot of reading on, I think I had a little bit of a mentality of like, how did I screw this up after 20 years? I worked so hard to, to keep this together. Like what the mm-hmm. F right. I was like, Ugh. And so I was reading all sorts of men's books, like hold on to your nuts. And like, I was trying to understand them. And I was trying to understand <laughs> it was great for my coaching now. Like, I mean, I'm just a wealth of knowledge on all this stuff, but I was trying to find, um, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to figure out, um, I was trying to figure out, I, I lost the, the train of where we were going. About, were we the, about the men. Oh, and well, being a full, full circle that you have to be in the intimacy of, uh, with the other. Person. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. So I came out of my, so I came out of my marriage and, and, and I'm, and I'm thinking that, and, and yeah, I was just realizing that, um, I, I had to meet myself. I had to meet myself. And, and I, I thought dating and all those things. And even in the two years of, of like personal growth work that I did and like all this stuff, and again, it's all great, all the knowledge, all the information, all the scrolling on social media, all the great quotes and the inspiring things and all the stuff on the outside. You still have to come back into here and the work has to be done here. When I started dating after 20, you know, being married for 20 years. And and, and again, I thought I've evolved. I've you know, all been very different since, you know, since your last date. And you know, what was interesting is though, I, I started to meet those 
places in myself again, mm-hmm. though. And it was almost like going reverting all the way back to the beginning. Wow. It was really bizarre because I, because I, I had the knowledge, I had all of that, which did help in that you much more quickly, you know, like I would catch myself and I would see it. I would witness mm-hmm. myself. I'd be like, I was conscious to it. I was like, wow. Okay. But it's still, I think it's still cut process and I, we still have to, you know, it's still very, um, those intimate relationships are, are really a big part of our work to do. How do we ask for what we want? How do we create intimate, beautiful, loving boundaries with our partners? How do we cohabitate? How do we do this? And like I said, everything out there in the world and all the independence and money and all of those things don't equate to how we do that. Because I'm sure you know this, all of those relational tendencies have to do with our upbringing and have to do with the experiences that we've had earlier on in life when we were dependent, right? Mm-hmm. Cause all of the, all of the stories are created from there. All of the framework is created from there. So again, you can go out and have all the success in the world and all the money in the world and all the things and all the stuff. But honestly, I would say for me, if anything, it's a, it was a, um, my, my spiritual teacher would said to me at the time, as devout as I was, she said, my, my wealthy clients are my most difficult clients. And, and it's really simple. We were very comfortable and we had the ability to <laughs> stay really comfortable. And she was yeah. in these, like, she, when we'd go on retreat, she'd put us in these, it was 15 bunk beds in a room and the mattresses were like this. Like, she would try to make us so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, oh, didn't matter whether you know our level of wealth but I I happened to be flying to the retreat in a private chat right so it was a little different and it's just and it's true and I mean more comfortable we talked about social media we talked about all the things the more comfortable Mm. we are Mm. the less willing the less courageous and willing we are to lean into that the uncomfortable work which is inside because I was also thinking when you were um what you were writing in your website about the um you know the thing that people think freedom is and what it actually is it's two very different <laughs> kind of very yeah. different ends like yeah the wealth the something something and then you get there and it's not there and oh but yeah. where is it yeah yeah, and yeah I suppose and it's I, different I, for everyone as well correct and I have a lot of you do I do work with women who leave their marriages and and often they're very specific power and balanced marriage with certain personality traits on either mm-hmm. side that you know that I've learned and like me they think that it takes a lot of courage to leave that first of all it takes a lot of courage as a woman to step out of that kind of monetary comfort like I did it takes a lot of you know and and when you finally get to that that point of tension and you make the break and you think oh my god this is freedom you know what I realized that was just the tip of the iceberg <laughs> that was just the beginning because it wasn't freedom. It wasn't my freedom yet. And the freedom, and that's again, what my book's more is, is about is how do you actually get that freedom within? How do you find that freedom within yourself, right? To ask for what you need, to shoot for your desires, no matter who, to dance, no matter who's in the room. Do you know what I mean? Right? <laughs> Go for it, no matter who's there. How do you find? Yeah, mm-hmm. so freedom is defined in many different ways, for sure. What is freedom for you? Oh, now, now at this point in your life, at this point, um, hmm, what a beautiful question. Freedom for me is, I would say freedom for me is non-attachment. I'm, I, I don't, I have a very, I don't, I'm not attached 
to things. I'm not attached to things having to be a certain way. I don't have high expectations. I have goals. I have visions. I have desires. You know, yeah, it's just non-attachment. I would, yeah, I'm looking at like, I can say a whole bunch of other things, but it all yeah. just leads back to that. I just don't, mm. I, I'm not attached to, and even, you know, I think you were, I don't know, even my spiritual practice, even my, my discipline, my routines, my, I'm not attached to them. And there is a level of freedom that is there for me that I can mix things up however I want. I parent very differently than the average person, as you can well imagine, I really allow my kids to to try on all the different faces of themselves here at home. I don't have an expectation of them. I don't I don't lay on top of them. Okay, well we have to do it this way. Are you clean the house like this? I'm like I'm curious. Oh wow, that's interesting. Okay, you're gonna do that, <laughs> you know. And unless they're gonna harm themselves, obviously, or someone else, yeah. I'm like cool. What can we learn from this? How did that feel? Sometimes it didn't feel good. Sometimes it felt great. I'm like mm-hmm. all right, but just non attachment. That that would be. Yeah. It's a beautiful one. Um, I just recently read it. I think it was the Diary of CEO, his book, and he was saying about no expectation brings the biggest happiness because if you if you don't have expectations and you go in the situation and, you know, you come to a podcast or you go out in the world and you don't have expectations, then you're ready and open for everything. And if you're grateful, generally a grateful person, you'll be like, oh, you're saying like, oh, whoa, this happened. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I think that is where the magic happens. Mm. That is where the magic in, is, is in life. The magic is in that non-attachment, in that in that lack of expectation. Every time I've had really high expectations of something, I'm usually disappointed. <laughs> so I learned, yeah, no expectations. You have carte blanche. And like I said, not not to say that we don't have we don't have desires and longings and things. I think there are standards that, you know, for yeah. some things there are standards or something like standards towards yourself, but that no expectation of the how others should behave, how situations should be. <laughs> and so, yeah. 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 And that's, like I said, that for me is non-attachment. Like I'm just not mm. attached. I, I don't. And it does, it keeps me very open and very flexible and very, um, yeah, keeps keeps me feeling very free. Beautiful. Yeah. So you're working on your book now. And uh, you're taking clients privately with the hands-on, <laughs> with yes. having to, uh, being able like to. I said a bit of both, but but yeah. leaning more towards yeah deep immersions with people. Yeah. So where can people find you if they found this podcast inspiring and they want to work with you? My yeah. website is danapierce.com, Dana danapierce.com, and uh, or my website is danapierce.com. My email is dana at danapierce.com. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the best way. I'm on social media under Dana Pierce uh, Magic Instagram, <laughs> and yes, not coach anymore. Just yeah, concierge just of transformational magic. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. My clients, warriors. I absolutely <laughs> do. They're all warriors. Anybody who's willing to, anybody who's willing to turn the mirror on themselves mm-hmm. and take take an honest look at themselves and take a hundred percent responsibility for their co-creation in life. That that's a warrior for me. And that's that's somebody I will I'll work with all day long. I will mm-hmm. I will show up for in every way I possibly can and and support in any way I can, whether it's working with me or just in the world. I yeah, I love it when people are willing. Because not everybody is, and that's okay right. too. No expectations on them. They get to live. <laughs> <them. laughs> that's a good one. 
Thank you so much. And I hope to see you maybe just before your book comes out for another episode. Yes, I would love that. I yeah. would love that. I'd love to dive into that.